Hey guys, what's up? This is Matt. And I'm Sherry. Back with uh, another episode of This Won't Work. Tonight, it's uh, Sunday night. It is. And we have been doing a lot of sitting around uh, feeling happy Yeah. for our, our lives. Yes, absolutely. I think that's... Uh... Um, talking about this won't work. I think it's it's ironic. <laughs> that's the title because it's really hard for us to not work, to not be doing something, to have a day of like just being okay with sitting around. As much as we enjoy it, and it's hard to do. Well, yeah, it brings me a lot of. It's weird now because it used to bring me a lot of anxiety. I was going to say it brings me a lot of anxiety, but it's like I actually felt at peace with it. I enjoyed doing nothing, but there was that still that thought in the back of my head like you're supposed to be doing something. But at the same time, I was like, nah, <laughs> you're good. Well, you know? I mean, we talked about this. It's because you've been doing so much lately that to put on the brakes suddenly is, um, it's almost jarring, you know? And, yeah. And I have too. I mean, I've been super busy this week. Um, you know, started a new job. I'm working a lot more than I normally do. Um, and it's a active job. I'm, you know, I'm running around. It's a really busy restaurant and I'm waiting tables and I'm, I'm running the whole time I'm there. Yeah. So tired, you know, I come home tired. Um, and, and to have a day just to, uh, allow ourselves to not do anything. Um, even though you make that decision. And I think I, we did that, you know, when you make that, it's about deciding that's, you know, that's where the peace comes in. You know, when you decide that this is what I'm going to do, no matter what it is, I'm going to work, I'm going to do whatever. If you, like say I'm not going to do anything today and mm-hmm. you decide to do that. It makes it that much more okay. If you're on the fence the whole day, you're not enjoying your time off. Yeah. I mean, being on a fence is uncomfortable and yeah, literally being on a fence is uncomfortable. Yeah. Um, you're just not supposed to be, you got to make a decision one way or the other and just be okay with whatever it is. Um, and we were talking about a lot of different stuff this week, but um, just with the amount of work we've been doing and the changes that's been going on, I uh, had this thought, too, that, like, what happens when <clears throat> everything you thought you wanted, you get? Or are you that, that, that feeling that you thought would happen as soon as you got everything you wanted comes before you get everything you wanted? Yeah, that's what more do like you, it. Yeah, what do you do then? Because I've, I've got this feeling, like, I've been working towards all this stuff, and I have this idea of I want to be this super successful, famous author, creator, like, you know, whatever, and like have all the success because in the back of my mind, I know there was this idea that it was going to bring me this sense of peace and joy. And you have the peace and joy. Yeah. It's kind of concerning. Right. But there's, it's not, I mean, it's not concerning, but it is like, Oh, I've already got it. Right. Well, what do I do? Do I keep, I just keep doing it doing the stuff. Right. Like it's, str- it's strange, right? It's like, I guess I just have to continue doing what I'm doing. Well, it, you know, and, and logically, you know, you've learned that there is no finish line. We've, you've talked about this. We've talked about this. There's no finish line. You know, life is a work in progress. It's about growth and, and change. And, um, and if we're not happy with where we're at right now, then I think what it was is this expectation. We were so used to when we were in our active addiction, alcoholism, to being miserable. And we thought that, well, if I had this and this and this, that would make me happy. Yeah. And so we put these end goals in place thinking that that's the only thing that's going to buy our happiness. Right. 
And then we find that we're happy without those things. And it's sort of like, well, then I don't need, I don't need to set any more goals. Okay. Is that what it is? <laughs> yeah. And that's the, that's the concern, right? It's like, well, I'm, I don't need any more success than I already have. So do I, what's the point of continuing to strive? But I think that's the thing, right? That's where I, I feel like that's where I've always gotten caught is like, oh, I feel great now. I can just stop. <laughs> and <laughs> the reality, in, in reality is, I can't, I can't have to continue doing the things. The reason that, you feel great is because you've been doing these things. Right. And it's yeah. the reward for doing these things and making yeah. the hard work and continual effort and, and doing it with proper intent of not right. like, you know, an end, a selfish, you know, egos, ego driven end goal where I want fame and glory and money so that I can, you know, have a mansion and, you know, fancy cars and all that crazy stuff. It's, um, <clears throat> and, you know, and I, it's because when you're doing something with proper intent, which is you want to help others, you want, you yeah. want to serve others. You want to do these things and you want to get your voice out there because you feel it's your calling to help others. And, right. um, and you've been doing that. And so you feel good because you've been doing that. Right. Um, so do you just stop now? No, because what did we talk about earlier today? You know, it may not catch up. Like if you were to stop now, you may still feel good tomorrow and the next day. But right. You, but yeah. But the eventually the returns stop paying off. Exactly. Yeah. And that's, you know, and we talked about being entitled um, too. it's like, where did I get this mentality or idea that I was entitled to any kind of good life or like back when I was drinking all the time, I would always be so judgmental and, and uh, think that, you know, why did this, all this bad stuff happen to me? Like, why is, mm. like, I deserve to have a good life because look at me, I'm such a good person. You know, in reality, I was, I was just sitting around drinking all the time. I wasn't treating people right. I wasn't, you know, doing good in my relationships. I wasn't being kind to myself or others. You know, there were, I, I had glimpses of it here and there, but for the majority of the time, I was just, uh, you know, sorry excuse for a person drinking and hurting other people all the time and not spending you know not investing in others at all but i still had this idea that i deserved i deserved a good life and you know we talked about it the other day like how did i come upon this idea that i deserve anything like, i think that's part of our our disease and our victim mentality yeah. you know we um you know, the disease of addiction and alcoholism, as we've learned through recovery, is is a spiritual malady. And yeah. we have this victim mentality that we our perspective was so skewed that we saw our lives through everything bad that had happened to us, whether it be bullying or, you know, I lost my mom at a young age or that, you know, that became my story. That's who I was. I was yeah. a victim, you know, and I didn't deserve that. You didn't deserve, you know, the things that happened to you, you didn't, you know, and, and so we, um, you know, we get twisted, this victim mentality and feel like feeling like we deserve more and not just, you know, um, the, like life owes us because it yeah, wronged us. Right. Or I would even like look at my siblings and I would see them, um, be successful, you know, do things. Mm -hmm. and, and they would, you know, they would have money or they would have, you know, whatever it is. And I was envious. And Everyone I felt always like, seems smarter, more talented. Yeah. More, yeah, more gifted. Right. Yeah. And I felt like I, I, I was jealous, you know, yeah. I was, I was envious and I felt robbed, you know, I yeah. felt like I deserved to have that too. When in reality, 
I have my own gifts, my own talents. I just didn't work. They worked their asses off for what they had. Right. I didn't put in the work. Right. You know, I drank, I used. That's what I did. I never finished anything. Well, and that's where we do get caught up. And I made a video about this earlier today on a channel of hope about this victim mentality, about solution rather than problem. That we do get caught up in this, oh, woe is me, this happened to me, this happened to me, as opposed to looking what I, you know, my part in it, taking responsibility for my life and like realizing the bad stuff happens or stuff happens. Like, you know, I have to break this habit of saying good or bad stuff because it's just, they're, they're just things that happen to us and it happen to everybody. And, you know, the rain falls on the just and the unjust alike, but it's like, what are we going to do with it? And getting that whole bad or good mentality out of my you know thought process has been has got to be or is becoming something that i'm working on because it's experiences aren't good or bad they just are because i have no clue how they're going to work out i just know that however it is i have to i have to learn how to grow from to make the most out of my life regardless and like this victim mentality of this person did this to me like pointing the finger at other people judging other people making other people the can the controllers of my life, my feelings, Mm -hmm. giving so much power to other people has kept me in such a sick state for so long that I've had to, I've had to completely shatter that to where I do some things now that are kind of weird and out there, but it's also kind of in a way that like, this is the kind of life I want to have. I don't give a crap what anybody else thinks about it. Right. It's just, this is my life for good or for bad. It just is. Yeah. You know? And, you know, I, I so understand that you can judge it. You can look at me, you know, side-eyed or whatever. I don't care anymore. If it's, if it's true to myself, that's all that matters. Right. And, um, you know, I think kind of what you're talking about, you know, if we're going to look at it from a 12, uh, 12 step perspective is an honest fourth step, you know, when yeah. we have these resentments towards people, but then we turn it on its head and be like, what was my part in this? Yep. And when we are honest with ourselves and we can say, this is my part in it. We own the responsibility. Then we take back power. We take back our power when we do that. Yeah. And um, so, you know, just like you said, I don't think that experiences are good or bad. I think some are more difficult and than others, but I think that that's where the growth is, you know? Yeah, they're um, more outside of our understanding at the moment. Right. You know, they're challenging it's at like, the time. Yeah. But it's that, like when somebody does something horrible or seemingly horrible, right? It got, you know, obviously I, I, I never say that like rape is a good thing or anything like that. No. Like all those things are terrible things, but the way somebody changes from, cause I've, I know people who have absolutely dedicated their life to changing the stigma of, in like helping other women get through things and like come from this horrible, horrible experience to make something beautiful out of it. Right. You know, as opposed to it being this factor it's like, I can never, you know, trust again. I can never do this again. Like this limiting factor becomes this thing that they grow from immensely that changes the course of their life for the better. It's like when you overcome something so great that people, you know, think is, you know, that'll keep you down forever. Losing your mom at a young age, like how difficult that is. You know, my mom lost her mom at a young age. Um, Like all these different things that people go through that should, you know, rightfully stop you in your tracks and say, okay, you're good. You don't have to do anything else with the rest of your life. But in reality, it's like you have to continue living and to see people who turn those situations that are so horrifying and so terrible 
into these amazing triumphs of the human spirit. It's like, that's what it's about. Yeah. That's the solution. That's getting into the solution and out of the problem. Like those people for, you know, know for a fact that what happened to them, like what, what could they have done? Right. Like what, what part did you play in your mom dying when you were little? It's like, you had no control over that situation, but you don't, you, you can't sit there and allow it to run the rest of your life. No, absolutely not. I mean, and, and, but it did for a long time. You know, I felt, um, I was so angry at life. I was so incredibly angry. And I, for a long time, I used that as my excuse when I was a teenager that, cause I was so angry. I, I didn't care. And that's when I started drinking and, you know, using drugs and whatnot and, you know, acting promiscuously and every, all of it, you know, everything yeah. that was self-destructive. And, um, I, uh, I used that, you know, it was my excuse and I was a victim, you know, in my own mind, I was a victim, you know, I, um, and so, but it really wasn't until I truly grew up and, and I logically understood this still in my addiction that it wasn't an excuse to, to keep drinking. I, I drink cause I drink cause I was an alcoholic at that, you know, but, sure. um, you know, at this point, it's really, um, it's one of these things that, uh, it's an experience and, um, does it, is it part of who I am? Yes. Does it define who I am? Absolutely not. You know, it's just, it's an experience. And, um, there's so many of these life experiences that we have that are difficult and we don't have a choice in what happens to us, but we always have a choice in how we behave and how we we respond and how we respond. Are we going to respond or react, you know, and that's, um, you know, cause reaction is sort of this involuntary jerk movement that we're going to, um, you know, that we don't have control over, but responding is something else. You know, responding is when we, when we choose to have a certain behavior, uh, you know, we choose to do a certain thing. Yeah. And it, it's, um, it's just something I've seen a lot, like being on YouTube now and, and trying to grow the, the channel. I see a lot of other people in the same kind of, you know, in terms of the channel of hope mm-hmm. um, in the addiction and, and depression side, feeding into the victim mentality a lot. Oh yeah. And it's, it's worrisome to me. And it's something that it's like, you know, they're pointing these fingers at other people for bullying. Like, okay, I know bullying is bad. And I've, I was bullied my entire life as, you know, growing up. But it's it's one thing to um, speak up about bullying. It's another thing to to like give attention to the bully themselves, like uh, feed into the to what they're doing, mm-hmm. and continuing to point the finger at this person made me feel this way. Like nobody, and here's what I'm coming to realize: nobody can make me feel any way. Nope. Like it's up to me to give them that power. Yeah, I, I give them the ability. If, if I let them rent space in my head, if I allow them to spend that time there, that's not their fault. Like, especially when it comes to YouTube, like if I'm watching stuff on YouTube that's making me angry, like how stupid do I have to be to continue to watch it? Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> like, honest to God, that's... Or to read even like a negative comment or something that yeah, has to how, do it. Like, how crazy do I have to be to continue to feed that? Like I was talking about like the spiritual fitness today yeah, and how we feed it. Like we have to have a good, healthy spiritual diet as well. If I'm literally watching, reading, 
things that are making me spiritually sick, it is nobody else's fault except my own. Absolutely. I have complete control over if I watch the television news or not. Right. Or if I click on somebody's video on YouTube. I have so I have control over that. Yep. And if I continue to do it and it continues it continues to cause this feeling of uh, depression or sadness or anxiety or like anger, then it's nobody's fault but my own. Right. And, you know, and talking about like the bullying, we talked about this last night. Sorry to, to backtrack yeah. just a little bit, but I, I, you know, looking at our life experiences and the positive thing that came from that, I think, okay, we're going to, you know, the two things that we just touched on the, you know, you being bullied, um, you know, mm-hmm. my mom dying, two things that were really out of our control when we were young, but what has come of that? I think that that has made us more empathetic people yeah. that when you are see somebody that's the underdog that might be getting bullied that doesn't have a lot of friends you're the first person to reach out to them to try to make them feel welcome to try to you know that's it's that's who it's made you it it didn't have to make you that right you could have turned into a bully yourself so many do yeah um and i know for me the same thing if i hear of somebody that's you know, not, not just lost their mom, but lost anybody because mm-hmm. that's, that's something that I identify with because that it happens. It, well, not just that time when I was young, but many times. And so there's suddenly that part of me that I get you and I, I'm empathetic towards them. And right. I, you know, I reach out to them. I let them know, I, I feel them. And, um, so we, you know, it just going back to these things can shape us into, better people. Yeah. And, uh, and, and it's no longer facing the problem. Like the problem is right. That's there's like a bully that's picking on somebody else and there's a person that's hurting, right? The bully's doing what they're doing because they're hurting. And so I don't feed that by attacking a bully and trying to physically do something. I, I get into the solution by getting to the root of the problem, which is a feeling of loneliness, mm-hmm. uh, separation, not feeling well, not feeling worthy enough that I can stand on my own two feet without having to put somebody down. Right. So if I, if I go up to another person and I show them love and compassion, as opposed to anger and hate, then I'm working in the solution. But if I go, even if I were like to stand up, like standing up to a bully was never something that I was like, okay, I'm going to go stand up to this kid. It was like, let me make friends with this kid because they're hurting for some reason. They feel isolated and alone. Like that's the solution to the issue. It's not let me make this person feel more bull, like more of what they feel like they already are, which yeah. is scared alone, which is what makes them bully. Right. And that's the thing. I've, and and I, I feel like that's like the the disconnect. We, we want to attack mm-hmm. immediately. Let's get to war against yeah. the bad thing. When it's just the thing. That's the that's, reaction. Yeah, you know? that's the reaction. And trying to step away from that reaction and just be like, okay, this is just another scared, lonely person who needs love and, and, and attention and care. Right. And at the at the root of it all, there's fear. Yeah, you know, it's fear. And you don't know what's happening to that person and mm-hmm. what they've, you know, what what they've experienced. But you know that obviously it has to be something bad if that's how they're behaving. Well, we've talked about this with cancer before too, like the whole fuck cancer thing. Oh yeah. And how it's kind of, it seems. We get it. I get the concept. Fight it, fight it, fight fight it. it. But it's just, it's one of these things that it's giving something so terrible, more power, whatever. Yeah, you're just feeding it. Yeah. You know, and 
it's not that obviously if you have cancer, you should ignore it, but, um, but don't build the monster up. Exactly. It's like, you know, people that yell at Trump on the TV. I don't know who you're talking about. It's not me. No, it's definitely not. Um, yeah, Um, it's, yeah, you're feeding into the monster. You're feeding into the, the hate of it all. And that's, I mean, there's all I'm saying is I know there's a better way. I understand the emotion behind it all. Sure. I understand wanting to attack um, somebody who is bullying you. I understand wanting to attack cancer, which is killing our families. I understand wanting to attack like addiction and, and drug and alcohol and stuff like that. And like just building it up, we're just we're we're doing the opposite of what needs to happen, which is acceptance of what's actually happening and how we can come together as people, like how we can love one another more in spite of these things. I'm thinking of something you said the other night is that you will never, um, you can never attract through negative recruitment. Right. Okay. That I, and I'm just realizing more and more. And I just thought that was like a pretty profound statement because it applies to so many things. Mm-hmm. You can't attack something negative with something negative. Right. It doesn't make a positive. It's it doesn't make a positive. No, it's just, it's, it's not like things don't work that way. Um, and so if you want something positive to come up, something negative, you have to give it something positive. Right. Because what happens with the, when you go negative for negative, you're just stooping down to the level that you despise. Right. When you go positive for negative, you're keeping at your level. Yeah. You know, and you're in, in the whole thing is, this is the whole thing. It's personal responsibility, right? Like I can't change the world. I can simply change myself to be the very best version that I can be, mm-hmm. be as loving, kind. I, I can be all the different things that I want to see in the world. And all I can do is exude that in every facet of my life as often as possible. And if the rest of the world wants to change because they see what I'm doing and they, and you know what I, I hope to live in a way that is attractive to other people. Like I want to have a sexy spirit. Sure. And I want people to want to have, you do sex have with a that. sexy spirit. <laughs> I want people to want to bone that spirit. You want all spirits to be, you want like a spirit orgy. Spirit orgy for sure. <laughs> but because, because I don't want to have to, it's so counterintuitive to fight, to drop down where I'm at. If I'm in a good place to drop down and fight something that needs to be lifted. Yeah. You know, like lifting and who was it? It's so confusion. much easier to, um, was it, it was Barack Obama. He was talking to me. He was like, it's so easy to uh, put other people down and see how strong you really are and lift somebody up. Right. You know? Oh yeah, absolutely. Think of how easy it is to, to push somebody down, you know, but can you pick them up? Exactly. But you know, I think there's, there's some kind of confusion. It's like, okay, like going back to the cancer thing, there could be some kind of confusion where, Oh, so what am I supposed to do? Love cancer? No, that's not what we're saying at all. What we're saying is that oh, if I say, let's say I have cancer and then I say, I hate cancer. I'm going to fight it. I hate it. I'm going to fight it. This is a negative thing. And I'm putting myself in this negative headspace to fight mm-hmm. this negative thing where I'm becoming negative. So what does that do? It's going to feed this negative thing. You know, it's been proven. There have been people that have cured themselves of cancer from laughter, from love, not loving the cancer, but surrounding themselves with loved ones, yeah. watching funny movies, being having a good time, you know, enjoying life. Yeah. And they've cured themselves of cancer. You know, I mean, that's just, 
it and makes so much more sense. We both had a lot of people in our lives pass from cancer. We've also both, I, I've had a lot of people, right. um, friends from suicide, from addiction, um, overdosing, that kind of thing. I've lost, I mean, there's been so many people around me in my life that have passed. And I'm sure everyone can say that, right? Like mm-hmm. if you've, there's, we've all been affected by multiple different things that are out of our seemingly out of our control which everything is out of our control except for kind of what the choices we make right um and it is it's it's easy to say well what yeah what am i supposed to do love cancer like what am i supposed to do um, about suicide about, about suicide about drug addiction like about any of this stuff like just love it it's, no it's supposed to we're supposed to accept it for what it is see it for the, the true nature of it and it's it's all these things are what what can I do personally, you know, um, taking personal action and with like alcohol and drug addiction, I know for me, like having a community of support, like being around other people who I enjoy, who are on a higher level of living, um, is something that brings, that makes me feel like I don't need alcohol anymore. Right. You know, it like brings me out of that negative space of I need, this is the only way I know how to live. Right. Um, and going back to like, yeah, we talked about victim mentality and people there's, there's also, I've heard this argument that, oh, well you go to, um, let's say, you know, AA, you, you admit you're an alcoholic. Um, isn't that, you know, you're identifying that that's a victim mentality. Oh, the, that's well, well, the, you know, but I've, I've heard people say this and even yeah. like, you know, there's, there's people that dispute the whole concept of you know, calling yourself an alcoholic. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, you're I've just labeling s- yourself. And yeah. I'm like, well, I am an alcoholic. I've but- had somebody say like, well, don't put yourself down like that. I'm like, I, well, I didn't put myself down by calling myself. No. Who said it was a bad thing? No, that's, you know, <laughs> like, I have the disease of alcoholism. Yeah. I always will. That's, it is what it is, but that is not who I am. That's right. not the only thing that makes me who I am. I'm a spiritual being. And that's, and that's actually part of working the 12 step program is recognizing that. And that it's not about um, that. I don't have to live with the craving of alcohol, you know, as long as I do certain things, as long as I take care of myself and I, and first and foremost, I mean, that's who I am is a, is a spiritual being. I'm many things, but I think of not just alcoholism, but depression, you know, I know so many people that say, well, you know, I have depression or I have anxiety and, and they talk about it and, and they, they, they want to talk about this it. and they, yeah, they, because it gives them an identity, yeah, you know, and so absolutely. many people don't, know who they are. And so the doctor says, well, you have bipolar disorder. Well, we both <gasps> I do. I've, I yeah. mean, I've been diagnosed. You've had, yeah. you've been diagnosed. Like right. we were, we were supposed to be taking medicine, but when I took medicine, it never did anything. I still felt the same way. The only thing that's ever changed and what's changed for me this time is that spiritual, like yeah. grounding of myself to find out who I truly am right? and realizing that it's, it is about me. Like, I was talking about it today too. It's like a physiological thing. If I feel down, I literally need to physically stand up and become power. Like I'm powerful as a human being. All I need to do is stand up. If I'm feeling my ego is out of control, get on my knees, like right. literally get on my knees and pray about it. There's so Humble many simple enough. answers. To yeah. If I'm feeling time. chaotic, sit still for a bit. Yep. Right. Take a nap. Maybe you do whatever in, in those physiological things that we can do, but it, we when complicate things we do complicate so much. Things. I mean, even and we today. Want, we want, and here's another thing. I know we want to be able to take a pill and say, I'm all better. Like mm-hmm. this pill is helping. There's so many commercials that are, you know, propagating more and more medication. 
when and I'm not undermining the importance of that for sure. certain people because I, I I fortunately and I would never promote anybody getting off their medication without you know doctor supervision or saying that all I'm saying I would is say that try for me all I'm saying is that it, it worked for me everything that every other malady that I had like my depression my anxiety all this stuff led fell under the umbrella of my my disease of alcoholism because there I was so spiritually sick and twisted. Yeah. And I'll and, say this, I will, I will say this. If you've taken medication, if you've been taking medication, like I did, I took multiple different types of medication, but you've never tried anything else besides medication. Try the other stuff, try doing something different while you're taking medication and talk to your doctor about it. I don't take medication anymore and I've never been happier in my entire life. And I don't, know, I don't I I it, I think it's possible to I think that medicate medication can get you back to a stable place mentally. I do believe that. I believe it'll it can help balance you back out when you're in a very uh, off balance state, but it doesn't have to be the rest of your life. Not necessarily. Not necessarily, yeah. I mean, there's certain people that definitely have issues and I won't go there because I'm, I'm not a doctor, but I'm just speaking Me for myself. Neither. I'm super not a doctor. <laughs> too much school. <laughs> Way too much school. I'll speak out of my ass too. And if people don't like it, that's cool. Um, but yeah, but I, I, that's I believe I'm from, yeah, for me, I believe that it, there's a different, there's another way. There's a better way. Um, it's worked for me. And I, I believe that I'm very similar to a lot of other people. I don't believe myself to be too different. Right. Like I used to, that if it can work for me from where I was mentally, emotionally, then it can work for a lot of other people. Well, I think that's part of it too. Why people say, like the doctor says, well, you have bipolar disorder, you have this or that. And it gives people this excuse, this reason, oh my gosh, that's why I've been feeling this way. Right. You know, oh my, well, or. As opposed or, to being able to take responsibility for, well, maybe I'm not eating healthy enough. Maybe I'm not doing these. Yeah, maybe I'm not taking right. time to meditate and pray. And, I mean, how simple is it? Today we were like, both uh, me, I'll, I'll speak for me. We both were kind of feeling. Okay. Um, yeah. Today we were both feeling off physically lethargic. Um, just like, Oh, I feel gross. And, and I couldn't even pinpoint why. And, and we went to a meeting today and it was talking about that spiritual fitness and, you know, and I was, and, um, you know, Matt had actually shared about, um, and he was speaking metaphorically, but about how spiritual fitness is, um, you know, we can do the things to be spiritually fit as far as like, you know, we can pray and meditate and, you know, do, you know, we can read things, whatnot, go to meetings, do the things that we're supposed to do. Um, but if we're putting, but it, just like we go to the gym, we can work out. I can run five miles on a treadmill, but if I'm loading my butt, my body full of caffeine and sugar and fat and, you know, all kinds of bad things and processed foods, I'm still going to feel like crap. I'm yeah. not going to be fit. Right. And so, um, or as fit as I could be, I right. guess it could be worse if I didn't do anything on the treadmill either, but I'm not going to, I'm not going to experience the full benefit of that, of being fit, just like, you know, the spiritual fitness. And it dawned on me. I'm like, Oh my gosh, we're, you know, why do I feel gross today? It's so here I'm making things so complicated. Go, you know, you start thinking I'm spiraling out of control and maybe I'm dying. I don't know, whatever. I'm getting sick or you, you start to think all these complicated thoughts. The reality is we ate like crap yesterday. Right. We went out. I mean, I had a hamburger and then we came home and had ice cream and chocolate chip <laughs> cookies. I mean, yeah. it was gross. Right. And so of course I felt like crap today. Right. And 
you know, you remember that. Usually the solution's pretty simple, but we want to complicate stuff so much. Yeah. Well, like I said on the way home, it was <clears throat> we don't want to we don't want to recognize that this is the thing. Like eating like crap is giving me issues on a daily basis because if I do recognize that, then I can either do something about it or I can try to blot it out by doing what I always have done, drink. Right. Or just continue to eat the crap and just give it up on my be dreams. The crap. Ah, rah, 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 as we're right. shitting so, more cookies in it. Yeah. Mouth. So yeah. if I if I acknowledge that it is this crap, then I have to make a decision to stop doing that crap, and that also means that I have to mm, get rid of that. Yeah, take the responsibility for it, but I have to get rid of that little piece of that I think is bringing me joy every night or whatever to an end, and that reality scares me. So it am I am I willing to do it moment by moment, day by day, and that's the whole thing, right? Am I willing to grow? It's like, am I willing to grow for my eating cookies? Like how amateur is that? It's like, yeah, just fucking stop eating the cookies, Matt. It's not, it shouldn't be a big deal. Right. And I, and the thing, another thing that's getting me, and I hope I, I, I used to, I I have lived in such a way that being so on the fence about my own opinions of things and not trying to harm anybody's feelings but i feel like there's such a when i talk about this victim mentality it's like you have to be so careful about what you say because you never know who it's gonna offend Mm -hmm. but i feel like that is such a load of bullcrap like Mm -hmm. i'm so sick and tired of if if it it offends you if, if something offends me then i need to look at what it why it offends me what's the reason for it? what am i getting angry about hmm Nine times out of ten, it's a reflection of ourselves. That's yeah, like look at it. Yeah. And here's the thing: like once I assess what it is, I can I can make a decision. I don't ever have to listen to it again. I don't have to look at it again. I don't have to be around it again. It's it's up to me. Yeah. Right. But if I just if I just look at it and get angry and react to it in another negative way, then I'm doing nothing but propagating the problem in the first place, and I'm not doing anything for the solution. And so that's what that's what's really been on my mind. It's like I just wanting to like call call out the nonsense of being so butthurt about people saying things that they don't agree with like the whole pc i know yes so don't listen to it agree to to disagree agree to disagree grow up know that there's other you know that you that just because that one opinion doesn't agree with your opinion like it doesn't have to mean that you you have to start a war over it, a riot, a, a picket line. But don't like, you think you know? I'm right? But don't you think half the time when people do that kind of stuff because they're deflecting from something else, it's a sure. distraction. Yeah, it's something they can get all riled up about a cause or whatever. Yeah, and they can get all and they can point fingers and they're deflecting from because it, it's it's taking the attention off of themselves i'm i'm right i'm right i'm right look look at this look at this yeah and usually what they're doing is they're deflecting from something that is completely it's not even near what they're touching it's sort of like the whole wall thing with trump not to get another trump analogy you know let's or the you know what i don't really care honestly but it's just like (laughs) you know because i like we're saying i don't like to give him per se any attention but it's a deflect you know everything is like okay so that we're not going to look at you know this this Mueller probe and this rush probe all of that look at the wall look at the wall you know what i mean it's like they're deflecting things right no and so it's like i don't want you to see me for who i am so i'm going to point the finger at this person and 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 show you it's you know everything that's wrong with them 
You know, right. you're going to look at them and, and do everything. Well, it's weird because it's like you see people and going back to like bullying, it's like you see people calling out bullies and they start becoming the bully of yeah. the bully. It's like that's that's bullying. <laughs> you're bullying. A, that's still another human being. Right. You know, and who is he to bully anybody? That fat, ugly piece of crap. Did it? Exactly. They just bullied him, you know, and exactly. it's just like it's insanity. Yeah. What it is. And that's the thing. It's just been like eating at me because I, I want to live in such a way that I'm be I'm I'm fine with whatever people want to say. Like allow them to speak however they want to speak. Mm-hmm. Um, because I think that, and the reason I do all this, the things about stories is I think everyone has a story to tell, and it's not because. Well, it's it's because I, I think everyone's got a, a story to tell, and it's coming from a place that's fundamentally important to them. Right. And for me to say what's fundamentally important to you is wrong or um, doesn't have any basis in truth is for me to say that I know what the hell's going on. Like, I know all the facts. <laughs> so far from and it. And so for me to say that is like, I'm an expert on everything. Well, there's so many. And I'm not an expert. I'm, I'm an expert on very little, if anything. Right. And for me to say that is very uh, arrogant. I mean, I'm not even an expert on my own life, let alone, you know, somebody else. I mean, a lot of things that I think that I have happened in my own life could be subject to, you know, argument right. <laughs> because that's I have the thing selective I'm, that's memory. That's the thing I'm saying. It's like staying open to what, okay, if something bothers me, what can I learn from it? If something rings true to me, what am I learning from it? Right. Why does it ring true to me? It's not shutting the door on anything. You right. Know? But it's also not saying that I'll, I'll allow things to continue to be in my life if they are causing me a certain amount of pain. I can shut the door on those things. And I think that's where we get it wrong. And that's where it's a child mentality of I can I can't like if I let everything in, well, then I'm just going to be this person who's like getting beaten up by the good and the bad and blah, blah, blah. blah. Like life is going to take no, you know, take no. me down. No, it's my my responsibility as an adult, as a human being, as a person with a a awake mind to put up a trust your up, intuitive nature. Put up a boundary when yep. I need to. Yep, and you trust if your intuitive something nature. Something is bothering me. Right. I can put up a boundary and then assess it and say, "Why is it bothering me? Do I need to go back and revisit it? If not, I don't ever have to look at it again." Right. If I genuinely feel this is wrong, and my and my intuitive, you know, my intuition, my conscience, my spirit, whatever is saying. I, I disagree with this because it, it feels morally wrong to me. Right. Of course, we don't have to pay attention to right. that anymore. But if it's something that we reassess and we'd be like, well, you know what? I disagree with this because it makes me uncomfortable because it's a reflection on me that is something I don't like about myself. Why right. don't I like this about myself? Maybe this is something I need to take care of, you yeah. know, have more of an open mind to. There's so many ways that we can look at stuff. And then there's sometimes it's just a neutral ground where you just have to agree to disagree with people. Sure. And be and, okay with it. And be okay with that. And um, absolutely. But I think that, at, you know, again, going back to overcomplicating things, we want to start arguments and we want to fight. And we want to be right all the time. Yeah. And the reality is, as humans, right anymore. I just like, as humans, we whatever, all just want man. to, we want to be loved. We yeah. want to be understood. And we want to feel, and we want to be loved and we all want to, want to be understood. Really, that's what it comes down to. Yeah. You know? We want that connection with other humans and we want, and that's why we want to tell our story is because we want to be understood more yeah. than anything. Well, and I'm starting to realize this too. It's like, I, the thing that I'm getting 
to more and more is that it really doesn't bother me if people don't agree with what I say or what I do because all the things that I'm doing and saying are creating a sense of worth and happiness in my life. And if somebody says that's wrong, then I really don't care because for the first time in my life, like I've gotten to a place of happiness and peace and you know, I mean, like, who are they to tell you what's wrong? Something that's wrong, and and that's my whole thing. Like, other people find it in other ways, right? Right. And if I don't agree with it, that's fine. I, it doesn't really like. It, who gives a crap if I don't agree with it? If it's making them happy, bringing them joy in their life, let them do it. Like, I, I have no. I I'm one. You know, because I'm going to do what's bringing me joy and happiness in my life. And if people want to you know, talk to me about it and whatever. That's great. If they don't, then it's not a problem. It's just like, I don't know. Because I hate, I just hate the idea of shutting out other people, like putting down other people. It's just, it really is just another form of bullying, putting down other people's opinions and thoughts and ideas that they're wrong or, or they're not value. There's no value in them or whatever, because they don't agree with them. It's just, it may, if it doesn't ring for you, it's not for you. Just let it be for somebody else. You know? Well, and that's, and I, I feel like maybe that's just something I have always been um, kind of, I, I'll, kind of good at me. And I'll be honest, you know, if I'm very, if I'm going to be very honest here, maybe it was fear of speaking out before, but I can uh, honestly say now that before I open my mouth to give my opinion on anything that anybody else is doing, I think twice, just because I know that I am so far from perfect and any kind of judgment I'm about to pass on anybody else can be passed right back to me tenfold. And do I really want that? You know, no, I don't. Nobody wants to be judged negatively and and be told what they're doing is garbage. You know, it's, and so, um, I, you know, of course there are things that people may be doing or, um, that I, I don't agree with. I don't, um, for myself, I really don't, uh, or the way that they're living their lives or doing whatever. I, I don't, I haven't lived their life. I haven't lived their experience, you know? Yeah. Um, and I'm nowhere near to judge anybody because I lived a very sick life for a long time, you know? And yeah. so um, I think often, you know, working, especially at this new job, there's, there's a, I work with some really nice, good people, really nice, good people. Um, but there's a, a couple of them and, and these are really nice women. I really like them a lot they're just sort of lost. You know, they have this, um, they're kind of stuck in this, this delusion that they are uh, in control of people around them. You know, they're the closest that, you know, they're, whether it be their children or their, their significant other or whatnot, or, and they get so bent out of shape when, um, things don't go their way. You know, when these people don't do exactly what they should be doing, like puppets on a string. And, um, I would love, you know, I, I would love to be able, cause I see how exhausted they are, you know, that they spend so much energy trying to control these other people that they genuinely do love, but they, but it's such wasted energy. And I did that for so many years. I was that person. And if I could, um, you know, I would never say to their face that, or I would never say at all, you know, that this is like, what you're doing is wrong and that's no way to live and blah, blah all I can do is tell them my experience, you know, and that's it. 
And I think that's in the end, that's all we can do is never pass judgment, just share. Yeah, because I think it's, and it all goes back to this. It's so easy to put people down, to look down on people's lives, to judge them. It's so much more, it's so much more difficult. It takes a lot more strength, I should say, to lift somebody up. And like, that's the life I want to live. I want to live a life where I lift people up. And if, and the whole reason I, I'm doing the things I'm doing is because I needed to be lifted myself. I had to learn how to lift myself up. Yeah. And by learning how to lift myself up, it's given me strength to be able to speak that truth in other people's lives. And that's all I hope to do. Um, and I, I don't believe it comes by putting other people down in any oh, way, gosh, shape no. or form. Going back to what you said before that, you know, neg- you know, at, you know, well, you can never, um, you know, you can never, pro, you know, attract people through, neg- you know, negative ne- yeah, or negative recruitment. Um, well, you can, but it's not sustainable. It's a very short term. Yeah. Um, people eventually see, see right through it and they don't sure. want any more. They, it exhausts them. They don't want any part of it. it it's very um, short lived. If you want people to, uh, to follow you and to, um, or you want to be an influence. I, you know, if you want to influence people positively, you've got to be positive. Just going back to the beginning with, you know, positive attracts positive. I feel um, like even doing this though, like I'm, we're, we're walking a fine line of the negative, And I feel that like I'm walking a fine line of being negative towards other people's ideas and the way they do things because. I don't think so. Well, in what regard? I mean, we're not saying anything specific. I mean, I was telling you know general general stories of just like trying to control people around you and whatnot. Sure. But it's just I don't think that we're the way people do things. I think it's just talking about taking a positive approach. Like I said, but all we can do is share our experience, yeah. you know, and and what we know to be true for ourselves, and that's like to um, to approach things with a positive nature and to see yeah. things as indifferent. They're not good or bad, or they're indifferent. You know, for. I, I, people saying, Oh, YouTube's terrible. Did you know that YouTube, there's these videos on YouTube that are getting kids to, you know, kill themselves, telling them how to, yeah, there are, there are terrible videos on YouTube. It doesn't make YouTube terrible. No, right. it just makes that it means that there's some things that are not good on there. It's yeah. an indifferent well, thing. It's the whole thing about, I mean, there's the terrible people on earth too, right? Well, there's, there's always bad apples or, you know, people who do horrific things over and over again, but it doesn't make the whole planet bad. It doesn't make, it doesn't make anything bad. It just, it just is. And I, you know, it doesn't at all. And I promise you though, when, if you want to have going back to, if you want to have a positive impact, just be that positive change, you know, be that positive person. Yeah. And um, if you want something to be a good thing, then, then you be the good thing instead of, you know, being, instead of complaining about how bad something is, what can you do to make it different? What can you do to make it better? Yeah. Because uh, you, you can make it better. Yeah. I know I, I make my life better every day. Yeah. Just doing the things that I need to do, but worrying did, about myself, not pointing, you know, putting responsibility on other people to, you know, make me feel good about myself. It's like it's my job to find the worth in myself enough to do whatever the hell I want to do. With, yeah. You know, it's like, I, it, well, and speaking of which, enough? like we're, you know, we, we wanted to touch on this, too. I think it's we're both at a pretty exciting time in our lives because you know, we're almost eight months sober. We're going to be, um, eight months sober in a few days here. And, um, and it's sort of this, um, which we only have right now. What? Eight months sober, but we only have right now. Yeah. You know, that's all we have right now. Yeah. What do you mean? 
oh, what do we have right now? No. No, I'm saying that's all we have is right now. Yeah, that's all we have. Exactly. It doesn't matter how much time you have, but it's just, but what the groundwork that's been laid over the past eight months though, because, but even when like we first got sober, it was so much better than we were at the end of our drinking that it was like, this is great. You know, we, and things, life just keeps getting better. But through this continual internal work, we've Mm -hmm. been doing, laying this groundwork, um, for, uh, to be better people and, um, to live better lives. And, um, it, you know, it's been consistently doing these things to, to be in good habits. And now we are in these good habits where it's second nature. We wake up early and we, and we, you know, do our spiritual workout, if you will. And we, you know, you, and our physical workout and we do the things that, and, and we're being honest, good people. Um, so it's so much more than just not drinking, obviously, but, um, you know, it's a, that we're actually now reaping the benefits of that externally that we've changed internally. And I, and that's where that peace and happiness, you know, comes from, you know, that we were talking about, but now we're starting to reap the benefits externally. And um, it is pretty exciting, you know, that to see our lives change and, you know, when I very first got sober, I would hear people, you know, that say that had a year or two sober and, you know, they were at the very bottom, you know, they had nothing left. They lost this and they, you know, they lost their home. They lost their job. They lost their car. They had, you know, were had nothing. And after a year of just working the program, they built themselves back up where they had, they had everything. And, um, and I'm not saying it's just, but that was through, and they would say through working this program and, and it just, didn't quite like how, you know, cause there's no science yeah. behind it. But the reality is it's just when you live a good life, good things happen, you know, for the most well, there's part. Science behind it, right? Well, yeah, but it's, I don't um, have any of the scientific papers. But. No, but it's, but the reality is this is just by living a good life, good things are happening, you know? And, um, like you just got, you know, you got a job, you start on Saturday and that's scary. And it, and it's exciting at the same time. Cause it's, yeah. It's changed. I do believe it's all about taking personal responsibility for our lives and not pointing the finger at other people and saying like, you are making me unhappy or you are keeping me from being rich or you are keeping me from being successful. Nobody's locked me in a basement, you know, and cuffed me to a radiator. Like I have. Well, not today, but today, (laughs) like I have, I have freedom to, do what I need to do and everybody I mean as far as I know the majority of people have that same freedom now if you are locked in a basement I'm sorry and maybe you won't be listening to this this. (laughs) and if you are I hope you get help like send a message if you're listening to this you have a phone Somebody. <laughs> or at least a that, computer you could email thing, somebody like the, the personal responsibility like learning and i've talked about this multiple times like figuring out where you are becoming realistic about okay this is honestly where i am right now and getting the whole ego pride thing out of the way yeah and getting that idea of, of who we think we are out of the way of i had to smash that idea of who i thought i was this big in charge dude that knew how to do what the hell he thought he knew how to do and like Remember, I was this I was this alcoholic who couldn't leave his bedroom because of terror and fear of being seen by the world with anxiety and depression and just drinking himself to death and realize, okay, that's where that's my starting point. Having ruined multiple yeah. relationships, 
with my children and marriages and all that kind of stuff and jobs. Okay, my, that's my starting point. Now I can work from here. And I can walk out in the world without thinking like, I deserve this, I deserve that. And just remembering like, okay, I have to put in work here. I have to put in work here. I have to do good things to get good out. And sometimes I'm not going to always get good. I'm not going to get the things that I think are good. Sometimes life is going to happen. It's going to seem difficult. It's going to seem hard. It's going to seem like it's unfair. But the only fair thing of life is that it's unfair for everybody. Right. You know, it's just the people who are willing to take more right action more consistently see more right in their life, in my opinion. Well, yeah. And I, I feel like that's it. Like you want to talk about a secret. Like the secret is you want a good life. Do the things required of a good life. And the yeah. thing, and those things aren't difficult. Like they've been talked about through the whole record record of human history of doing the right things, like treating people with kindness, love, yeah. honesty, respect, work. You know, put humility, humility, um, finding perseverance, pers- perseverance like finding honesty. purpose in your life where you're not just you know working. Hard work, and when we say that, it's like you know, putting work towards something of value, you know. Um, and, and there's so much to, and, and, and this will be the last time I say, it, but there's so much to me stop stopping saying that it's this person's fault, or this person's causing me this, or this person's causing me that. It is my responsibility for my life. To make the best out of whatever yeah. the hell I have. Yep. Because like were, I, I've heard um, radio shows and and read stuff about even Holocaust victims, um, like making the most out of their like in, like having yeah like laughing and enjoying them each other while they're you know going through this. I've seen like documentaries about it, but like yeah. if people can go through something that horrific and find joy in it, who am I to like? where I'm at in my life to be a, Oh, my life is so hard. Well, and here's the other thing. I promise you, nobody gives two craps. If you're a victim, the only one that yeah. cares that you're a victim is you yeah. and nobody's going to help gonna be you. Nice. People are going to be like, Oh, oh I'm, I'm so, so sorry. sorry. But at the end of the day, they don't give a no. crud if you, you know, and they will, they're not going to pick you up and make you and, and fix your life for you. You're the only one that can do that. A lifetime charity case. Like, no, they especially don't. If you're, especially if you're capable. Right. You know, there's one thing to give somebody a leg up, you know, but it's like when you're constantly, nobody's going to, and, and we all need help and we all need yeah. each other once in a while. And there's nothing wrong. So take a step back there because, it, you know, I'm not saying don't accept help because that's what, you know, we need to ask for help in life. We need each other, but to, to have somebody help you get a leg up or help you do something so that you can, you can better your life. That's one thing, but relying on somebody to fix your life for you, that's totally different. Yeah. Like, and nobody's ever going to get me in shape. Even no. if I pay the the best personal trainer in the world, if I don't do the push ups, if I don't do the weightlifting, if I don't eat the right foods, there's not a dang dang thing that personal trainer can do for me. Oh, I've talked about this before. Like my sisters and I will like we'll see celebrities that have these amazing bodies, and it's like, well, if I had a personal chef and a personal trainer and a gym in my house, right. I would look great too. Well, guess what? They still have the choice to go eat crap. They may have a personal chef to cook healthy food, but they could go you know sneak junk food whenever they want right. to. Yeah. They could, you know, blow off their personal trainer whenever they want to if they don't feel like working out. Yeah, does it make it a little bit easier to do certain things? Sure, it does. But yeah, but it still it still requires the work. There's still choice there. Yeah. 
And it doesn't mean that that th those things, the money didn't get them in shape and, and give them a good body. They still had to make a choice to do the things that they had to do to look that way. Yeah. And so it's the same thing with life. I mean, is it, um, is life going to go easier on, on people? Uh, so, yeah, you're going to see certain things. First of all, we don't know everybody's full story, but you know, yeah, generally speaking, there are some people that have it, you know, quote unquote, easier than others. And we don't know, but we don't know what life is going to dish out for them later on, number one, or what life has already dished out for them, number two. Um, mm -hmm. And also, the growth comes with the hard times. You know, if you had this easy breezy, and if they did, let's say hypothetically they had this easy breezy, you know, bubble wrap life, do you think they would be any qual any kind of quality human being? Right. No. They would, you know, they would probably be extremely shallow, very weak, you know. I was talking to my, my um, one of my best friends from college, and he's an orthopedic surgeon. But he's gone through eight years of school now after college, and he's in tons of debt. He's one of the hardest working guys I've ever been around in my entire life. And he barely makes any money right now. He's doing one of the hardest things in the world, like putting people's bodies back together after horrific accidents. Um, and he's and he's you know got a family and he's got all this stuff and he he works his freaking his fingers to the bone and like no pun intended with yeah, his job no, seriously. <laughs> but like he doesn't have a ton of money to speak of for it. But there's people who are like, oh well, you know, if I was a doctor, I'd have this or, or that, like. These people work their tails off. Like he's he's not like an accidental doctor. Yeah. Like there aren't accidental accidental doctors or lawyers or people with great finances. There aren't. It's not accidents. And even the and even with the lottery, like those people, they they have tons of money, but they usually end up losing it because they don't know how to manage it. Like if yeah. you don't know how to manage your life. You don't know how to manage your work workload. Yeah. If you didn't work for it, you have no clue how to get it. Again. Whatever we're just handed, like a, like a teenager. Like if you give your 16-year-old a brand new car, right, you know, brand spanking new car, and you give them no responsibility for it. They don't have to pay for it. They don't have to, you know, put gas. They don't have to pay for their gas. They don't have to pay for the maintenance. Um, then I, I want to see how that car looks in a year. Yeah. Now you gave the same 16 year old and they have to work their butt off. They have to get a part-time job for that, for a car. I promise you that car is going to look and smell and run a lot nicer than the one that was oh, just yeah. given it to them. Well, we could uh, bitch about this for a long time. <laughs> was that what we were doing? Uh, I don't know. I feel like I was bitching a little bit. Just You seem kind of low tonight. Anyway, you're low energy. You weren't bitching. That's not how it was. Yeah. I don't know. I just, I know what's, what's worked for me and it's only through work and personal responsibility for my own life. And yeah, you know. that's, that's how, I mean, honestly, and that's really what it comes down to exactly personal responsibility and, um, and working. knowing that you're not the higher power yeah. is another big thing. Yeah. But anyway, uh, that's all we got for tonight. Have a good night. Sunday. Sleep tight. Monday. Happy Sunday. Have a great Monday in the morning. If you're feeling down. Literally get up and do something about it. Yeah, or just go to sleep because it's late. Well, yeah, but tomorrow. <laughs> get up. Yep. Good night. Lift yourself. If you want others to lift you. Then lift others. Then lift others. That's right. Okay, bye. Bye.